The Complete Grimm's Fairy Tales The Frog King or Iron Henry In olden times, when wishing still helped a person, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so beautiful that the sun itself, which has seen so much, was astonished whenever it shone on her face. Close by the king's castle lay a great dark forest, and under an old lime tree in the forest was a well. And when the day was very warm, the king's child went out into the forest and sat down by the side of the cool fountain. And when she was bored, she took a golden ball and threw it up high into the air and caught it, and this ball was her favorite plaything of all. Now, it so happened that on one occasion, the princess's golden ball did not fall into her little hand which she was holding up for it, but onto the ground beyond, then rolled straight into the water. The king's daughter followed it with her eyes, but it vanished, and the well was deep, so very deep, that the bottom could never be seen. At this, she began to cry, and cried louder and louder, and could not be comforted. And as she was very distraught, and thus she lamented, someone said to her, Ribbit, what ails you, king's daughter? Ribbit, you weep, so that even a stone... Would show pity, ribbit. She looked round to the side from whence the voice came and saw a frog stretching forth its big ugly head from the water. Oh, a frog, old water splasher, is it you speaking to me? said she. I, I am weeping for my golden bowl, which has fallen into the well. Ribbit, be quiet, do not weep, ribbit, answered the frog. I can help you, Ribbit, but what will you give me if I bring your plaything up again, Ribbit? Oh, whatever you will have, dear frog, said she. My, my clothes, my pearls and jewels, and even the little golden crown upon my little head which I am wearing. The frog answered, Ribbit, I do not care for your clothes, Ribbit, your pearls, Ribbit. And jewels, nor for the golden crown on your little head, ribbit. But if you will love me, ribbit, and let me be your companion, ribbit, and playfellow, ribbit, and sit by you at your little table, ribbit, and eat off your little golden plate, ribbit, and drink out of your little cup, ribbit, and sleep in your little bed, ribbit, if you will promise me this, I will go down below and bring your golden ball up again, ribbit. Oh, yes, said she. I promise all that you wish, if you will but bring me my ball back again. But she thought, how the silly frog does talk. All he does is sit in the water with the other frogs and croak. He can be no companion for any human being. But the frog, when he had received this promise, put his head into the water and sank down, and in a short while came swimming up, again with the ball in his mouth, and threw it on the grass. The king's daughter was delighted to see her pretty little plaything again, her golden little ball, once more, and picked it up and ran away with it. Ribbit, wait, wait, ribbit, 
said the frog. Ribbit, take me with you. Ribbit, I can't run as you can. Ribbit. But what did it avail him to scream his croak, croak, ribbit, ribbit? After her, as loudly as he could, she did not listen to it, but ran home and soon forgot all about the poor frog, who was forced to go back into the well once again, all alone. The next day, as the fireplace crackled, she had been seated by her father, the king, at the table, and all his courtiers, and was eating from her little golden plate something came creeping, splish-splash, splish-splash, up the marble staircase, and when it had got to the top, it knocked on the door, and cried, Ribbit, princess, youngest princess, Ribbit, open the door for me, Ribbit. She ran to see who it was outside, but when she opened the door, there sat the frog in front of it. Then she slammed the door too in great haste, sat down to dinner again, and was quite frightened. The king saw plainly that her heart was beating violently and said, My child, what are you afraid of? Is there perchance a giant outside that wants to carry you away? Oh, no, replied she. It's no giant, father, but a disgusting frog. What does the frog want with my daughter? Uh, dear father, yesterday, as I was in the forest sitting by the well, I, I was playing. My, my little golden ball fell into the water, and because I cried and cried, the frog, he brought it up again for me, but because he so insisted, father, I had to promise him he should be my companion. But, father, I never thought he would be able to come out of this water. And now he is outside there and wants to come in here with me. In the meantime, it knocked a second time. Ribbit, princess, youngest princess. Ribbit, open the door for me. Ribbit. Do you not know what you said to me, Ribbit? Yesterday, by the cool waters of the well, Ribbit, you promised me, Princess, youngest princess, Ribbit, open the door for me, Ribbit. Then said the king, That which you have promised must you perform. Go and let him in. She went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in and followed her step by step to her chair. There he sat and cried, Ribbit, lift me up beside you. She delayed until at last the king commanded her to do it. Do it. Once the frog was on the chair, he wanted to be on the table, and when he was on the table, he said, Ribbit. Now push your little golden plate nearer to me, Ribbit, so that we may eat together, Ribbit. She did this, but it was easy to see that she did not do it willingly. The frog enjoyed what he ate, almost every bite, but every mouthful the princess took in seemed to choke her with disgust. At length, the frog said, Ribbit, I have eaten and am satisfied, Ribbit. Now, I am tired. Carry me to your little room, Ribbit, 
and make your little silken bed ready, Ribbit, and we will both lie down and go to sleep together, Ribbit. The king's daughter began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold, slimy frog, which she did not like to touch at all, and which was now to sleep in her pretty clean little bed. But the king grew angry and said, He who has helped you when you were in trouble ought not afterwards to be despised by you. So, reluctantly, she took hold of the frog with two fingers and carried him upstairs and put him in a corner. But when she was in bed, he crept to her and said, Ribbit, I am tired. I want to sleep as well as you, Ribbit. Lift me up into your silken little bed, Ribbit, or I will tell your father, Ribbit. At this, she was terribly angry and took him and threw him with all her might against the wall. Now, you will be quiet, odious frog, said she. But when he fell down, he was no frog, but a king's son, with kind and beautiful eyes. He, by her father's will, was now her dear companion and husband. Then he told her how he had been bewitched by a wicked witch, and how no one could have delivered him from the well but herself, and that tomorrow they would go together into his kingdom. Then they went to sleep. The next morning, when the sun awoke them, a carriage came driving up with eight white horses, which had white ostrich feathers on their heads, and were harnessed with golden chains, and behind stood the young king's servant faithful henry faithful henry had been so unhappy when his master was changed into a frog that it had caused him to have three iron bands to be laid around his heart lest it should burst with grief and sadness the carriage was to conduct the young king into his kingdom faithful henry helped them both in and placed himself behind them once again and was full of joy because of this deliverance and when they had driven a part of the way the king's son heard a cracking behind him as if something had broken so he turned round and cried henry the carriage is breaking no master it is not the carriage it is a band from my heart which was put there in my great pain when you were a frog and imprisoned in the well now that you are no longer a frog my grief is lifted and the iron bands placed round my heart to hold in my grief and pain cannot withhold the joy in my heart as it swells with pride thus the iron bands surrounding my heart with grief are breaking for they cannot contain joy again and again once again while they were on their way something cracked and each time the king's son thought the carriage was breaking but it was only the bands which were springing from the heart of faithful henry because his master was set free and was happy the ends